Hello, you're listening to Repent and Believe Podcast with Cynthia Smalls, founder of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here, we talk about and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fashioned in God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share, download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone. This is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You, my friend, are to never, ever give up on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Folks, I want to talk about seven consequences of not following Christ Jesus because I don't know what's happening, but people believe that they can stay in sin and claim that they are truly following Jesus. I'm talking about the church today, that we think that God is playing with that lake of fire as if there are no consequences because we believe the lie, once saved, always saved. Folks, today, the Holy Spirit quickened me to bring to God's people that there are consequences when you reject Jesus, when you say no, to his awesome salvation plan for mankind and the body of Christ. We need to wake ourselves up somewhere along the way. We have been lulled to sleep by false teachings and false teachers. So today in love, I want to I want to share with you these seven consequences of not following Christ Jesus. So before we get started, let us pray. Father, in the name of Christ Jesus, thank you so much for our salvation. Thank you for grace, mercy, loving kindness, and righteousness. Father, we love these things about you. We love the fact that you are a loving God. You are a just God. You are holy and righteous. 
and we understand that the wrath of God is coming upon the children of disobedience. Father, have mercy on us. Thank you that you are long-suffering, but you expect your children to conform into the image of your son. Father, we know that Christ Jesus paid a, a huge, dear, and steep price for our justification. No longer do we want to take that awesome sacrifice in vain. Father, please, please show us in your word of the consequences we face when we don't obey you, when we won't obey you, and when we reject your son Jesus. Because we see in Isaiah 59 verse 2, but your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. Romans 6.23, you tell us that for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And Father, how can we ever forget Galatians 6, 7 to 8? Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Amen. And Father, the body of Christ, we must do better. Because Hebrews 10, 26 to 31 is talking to the follower, to the believer of Christ Jesus, that for if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a fearful expectation of judgment and a fury of fire that will consume the adversaries. Anyone who has set aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on the evidence of two or three witnesses. How much worse punishment do you think will be deserved by the one who has spurned the Son of God and has profaned the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified and has outraged 
the spirit of grace. For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. So, Father, according to these scriptures, because there are many others, but according to today's scriptures, we are not without an excuse. So, Father, I pray that today's lesson and exhortation bring you glory. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask for wisdom to be able to teach this lesson. I ask for discernment and clarity of mind. May I have a sober mind. May the Holy Spirit move on me. Give me, give me unction so that I can see clearly in your word. May sound counsel be forever upon your people. May we, may we seek the Holy Spirit for you told us that he is our teacher our comforter and counselor, and that how we need no man to teach us because you have sent the Holy Spirit to teach us all things and to bring us into remembrance of everything that Christ Jesus has said. Yes, you use people as vessels to convey these teachings, but it is never us. It is always the Holy Spirit. So, Father, I give you glory. I give you all of my adoration and praise. Hallowed be thy holy, righteous name. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, folks, here we go. Here we go. So, just in case y'all was not listening, let me give us this sobering reminder of what Lord God Almighty has to say about when you are bent, when we are bent to go about walking in our own wisdom by the light, by the blaze of our own self-lit torches. Okay, Isaiah 50. Isaiah 50 verses 10 to 11. And this is the Amplified Bible. Who is among you who fears the Lord? Who obeys? Now, this is a question, okay? Who, ob who obeys the voice of his servant? Talking about Jesus. Yet, who walks in darkness and has no light? Question mark. Let him trust and be confident in the name of the Lord and let him rely on his God. Because folks, 
even though there will be times in our lives where where we don't have God's wisdom on a particular thing, that don't mean that we just throw our hands up and come up with another solution and then walk in that plan as opposed to praying and waiting on God to give us the clarity and the understanding and discernment that we need. But when we want to go off and do our own thing anyway, okay, verse 11, listen carefully, all you who kindle your own fire, because folks, God wants us to trust in him trust in his son and depend upon him. So while we are waiting for for answers, for a new transition in life, we are to trust and be confident in the name of our Lord and rely on our God. So verse 11, listen carefully. All you who kindle your own fire, devising your own man-made plan of salvation, who surround yourselves with torches. Them be your, your own ambitions, your own self-made plans, your own ideas about who God is, who Jesus is and how salvation is 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 given because a lot of people believe that as, as long as they are a good person they should be allowed to get to go to heaven so when you come up with all of these strategies and plans and policies for your life okay well them those things are called torches that we want to walk by its light rather than the light of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So God is saying, walk by the light of your self-made fire. He's like, all right, then so go because you ain't trying to listen to me. You don't have any patience. You you are not exhibiting any discipline. You're not standing firm and enduring. Okay, so go. He says, walk by the light of your self-made fire and among the torches that you have set ablaze. But this you will have from my hand because the father is telling us since you want to do your own thing, you want to be in willful disobedience. You want to be rebellious and reckless. Okay. So then go your own way, but keep this in mind. This is what you can expect from my hand. You will, you will, Okay, you will lie down in a place of torment. 
Another translation says that you will lie down in a place of pain. Amen. Okay, so that's sobering, isn't it? Yes, folks, listen. We got to understand time is of the essence. We don't have a whole lot of time, contrary to what we may believe, to get on board with the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus died for our sins on the cross. And then he was buried. And on the third day, by the power and work of the Holy Spirit, God raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus dealt with our sin problem by becoming sin, even though he was sinless, he died so that we don't face the penalty of God's wrath, that through his blood sacrifice, you can have forgiveness of your sins. Jesus abolished the control and domination, and mastery that sin had over our whole lives. And he dealt with death by resurrecting from the grave and remaining alive still to this very day, sitting at the right hand, a place of honor, sitting at the right hand of God in heaven, interceding for the saints. Jesus is praying for us constantly so that when the enemy comes to sift us as wheat, we don't fall away. When there's a trial or tribulation or whatever happens to us, while we are still in this body suit, we don't give up on him. We must remain faithful because there is eternal consequences. When we disobey God, when we obey not the gospel, listen, we must get to know the father. That is a command. You must know God because what is this? Second Thessalonians 1 verses 8 through 9 tells us one of the consequences in flaming fire. That opening sentence alone should stop us cold in our tracks. What you mean in flaming fire? The father is like, like I said, in, what is it? In flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God. It's a sin to not know God, because if it wasn't a sin, there would be no consequence attached to it in flaming fire taking vengeance. His wrath will be upon those who know not God, that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Amen. Amen. So that tells us clearly that there is a consequence for living in rebellion. So there was something else I was going to say. I tell you, the Holy Spirit is on the move. I'm telling you, I it, it's like being downloaded so fast. I, I can't hardly get it out. But glory be to God, it's going to come out today. Lord willing. Amen. So, follow me. Follow me as I give you these seven consequences of not following Christ. Proverbs 8. Verses 36 tells us, but he who fails to find me harms himself. All those who hate me love death. Amen. Because non-followers of Christ are those people who reject the doctrine and teaching of Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's what I wanted to say. We have to understand what the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is. It is all about reconciliation. It is all about repentance. It's all about having a change of your mind where you no longer believe and think that sin is the big time fun. It's all about sharing this good news. The good news of the fact that through Christ Jesus death, burial and resurrection. We can be restored back to right standing. Back to fellowship with the father through Christ Jesus. That we can have our sins forgiven. That the wrath of God will no longer be upon us. We turn from our sins and turn to God. And henceforth walk in obedience to him. Because God has made a way. And this is the good news that we share. That God... Almighty, holy, just, loving God has made a way for mankind to be reconciled back to him. Like how it was in the Garden of Eden before the fall of man. We can walk in the cool of the day with the Lord and be in unbroken fellowship with him once again. But it is through Christ Jesus. Jesus is the mediator. He is our go-between between sinful man and holy God. He is the bridge. Because through his sacrifice. Because we got to get this understanding that sin 
has a price tag to it. It is called death. It has a wage that if you participate in it, yeah, you will receive a paycheck for that. It is called eternal separation from God and from his son, Jesus, over there in the lake of fire. Folks, we talking about spiritual death. Because yes, sin itself can cause a physical demise, depending on what you're doing. But most tragic of it all is to be eternally separated from God in hell as you await the final judgment at the great white throne to be thrown into the lake of fire because your name's your name will not be found written written in the book of life. Read Revelation 20 verses 11 to 15. Again, another sobering scripture. So, yeah, this ministry, thank you, Father, is all about warning the people. You're, you're not going to find too many, if any, feel good messages on this podcast. If anything, by the Holy Spirit, I encourage all of us to maintain because greater joy is coming. This, this quote unquote hell that we live in on this earth. (laughs) Listen, this is all temporary. We have to keep our eyes, hearts, and mind on heaven, on the things above. That's what we keep our thoughts on things above because there is an afterlife, folks. And I'm not talking about that crazy new age Hindu reincarnation afterlife. No, I'm talking about the new heavens and the new earth. I'm talking about Jesus literally coming back down to this earth to set up his millennial kingdom. Listen, there are thrones we need to sit on. There are, there is a royal priesthood. Listen, we are chosen people. So while we are in this earthly body suit, we must walk in obedience Folks, it is doable. Not that we have obtained full righteousness. No, but we strive each and every day to enter by that narrow door that Jesus told us to. That's what we do. We allow the sanctification process by the Holy Spirit to walk in our lives, it must be worked out, folks, because once we have been justified, once we once we have been born again, we now have right standing with the Father. But for the fact that we spent our whole entire lives in the kingdom of darkness, we need to be prepared now. To meet the living God. So we got to get the trash out of our lives. And that is why God is raising up his messengers. 
to the glory of his name to go on various platforms in person street preaching hand-to-hand combat to let the people know that we must live lives of repentance god has called all men everywhere to repent you want to know why because he has appointed a day thank you holy spirit Acts 17, 30 to 31 tells us that he has appointed a day in which he has appointed Christ Jesus to be the judge on judgment day. We talking about that great white throne judgment, folks. He has appointed a day to deal with the rebellious, wicked person who rejected his son. So, let's get back over here to these seven consequences. Folks, this is so not a game. It's not even funny at this point. Either you are going to be for Christ Jesus or you are not. And if you are not, get out of the way. You cannot be a stumbling block. But I pray that you remain faithful. Don't give up on Jesus. Jesus paid a dear price for your salvation. Don't take that in vain. Don't make light of it. We cannot trample over the blood of Jesus. Seeing seeing how he laid down his life to be brutalized, to to be mutilated, to be whipped with a cat of nine tails nearly to death, Those brutal Roman soldiers almost killed him. You got to understand what a cat of nine tails is. It is a vicious, brutal, ugly, nasty weapon of choice that they used back in those days. It was strips of leather fashioned around a handle. And at the end of these straps were bits of uh, bone, like metal fragments, fragments, hooks, anything that when they whip you with it, it tore into your flesh and it ripped your flesh away as they constantly whip you with this. 39 lashes on his back to heal us from sin. Because don't believe the lie of the prosperity preachers that tell you that you were healed so that you can be so that you can be free from sickness and disease. No. So that we can be healed from the wound of sin, folks. So listen. Where was I? Yes, because following Christ is costly and humanly impossible. That's why we must be born again. That's why we must be indwelt with God's Holy Spirit. Because to follow Christ, 
you have to leave your comfort zone and be ready for persecution, mocking, scoffing, and rejection. Yep, by your friends and your family and your co-workers and strangers. Jesus said, you must be prepared to carry your cross. But what we have failed to realize is that not following Christ is more costly. Yeah, so here we go with the seven. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Here we go with the seven consequences. Number one, lack of peace. Lack of peace because John 14 verse 27 says, My peace I give unto you, not as the world give it. Amen. Because folks, peace of the world is the pursuance of vanity and it results in an untimely death. That is why Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. Amen. Isaiah 48 verse 22 says, there is no peace for the wicked. And Psalms 48 1 says, In peace I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, Lord, make me feel in safety. Amen. Because without Christ Jesus, look, my hand is raised. You will have absolutely no peace, and the peace you think you have is fleeting. It is nothing, I can assure you. There is nothing like the peace of God you have in your life when you are, when you are not in willful, deliberate, everyday, intentional sin. Folks, when you are, when you are willfully, deliberately disobedient to God's command, you will have no peace. And I don't care what you say. There is no amount of sexual immorality you could be in. There is, there is no amount of drugs, alcohol, TV shows, sport games, movies, whatever else you want to entertain your flesh with. You would never have the the quieting peace of the kingdom of God because that's what the kingdom of God is it is peace and joy and righteousness in the holy spirit glory be to God thank you lord number 2 hopelessness because i'm giving y'all seven consequences of when you don't follow Christ, well, this is what will show up in your life. Hopelessness. Now, these seven are not by any means a full list. This is just some of the things, okay, that you can be assured will will be in your life. Hopelessness. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plan I have for you to give you hope and future. Amen. Listen, people without hope are the most miserable. 
Let me take a breather. Because I can't say it enough. Misery loves company. Oh, yeah, folks, you find a miserable, hopeless person and you try to be in any kind of relationship with them, whether it be personal or business, they will drain the life out of you. So these miserable people with no hope because they reject Christ, okay, they live a frustrated life. Many of them commit suicide. They, they engage in rituals, fraud, and in their life in jail with sorrow. Oh, it's so much to be said about that. that that's a podcast on its own. Okay. However, the Christ word of hope to you today is that no matter what your situation is at present, there is hope and future for you in Christ Jesus. Amen. Yeah, your life will be radically and drastically, drastically changed. Amen. And it will be for the good. And I believe the reason why a lot of people don't want to come to Christ because they believe your life will be so boring. All you will want to do is sing gospel songs and read the Bible. Yes, we do those things, but we do other things too. Listen, we are about the father's business. Listen, when you are not in practicing sin, you will hear clearly from heaven about work that needs to be done. And the work that needs to be done is helping and serving Christ in the recovery mission of the lost. Christ's mind is on redemption. Therefore, our minds, because we now have the mind of Christ and Christ's mind is always on his harvest. Amen. So there will be plenty to do. Okay. You will not be bored at all. Amen. Number three, no justification. Romans 8 verse 1 says, there is therefore... Now, no condemnation to them which are in Christ. Amen. Listen, God, our Father, will not weigh your sin against your good deeds as the false teachers preach. Absolutely not. Look, Isaiah 1 verse 18 says, Though your sins are like scarlet, they will be white as snow. Amen. Listen, all God requires from you are sin, confession, seeking forgiveness, acceptance of Jesus as your Lord and Savior, repentance, and following Jesus Christ. And all of that is rolled up into John 3, 16. Amen. Listen, it is God's will that no man shall, uh, shall perish. Just like 
he told the children of Israel and it applies to us today. Why must you die in your sins? Turn, turn from your evil and wicked ways. We must turn to God because see that that is what repentance is all about. It is a 180 degree turn back to God and away from your sins with a change of your mind that you understand that God ain't playing with that lake of fire. God hates sin. He has absolutely nothing to do with the wicked. They have no peace. Listen, you cannot be in willful sin and still believe you have fellowship with the Father. You are deceived. No, if you if you do miss the mark, you, you got to confess that sin so that God can forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. But we <laughs> we cannot be walking around here in deception. And the reason why a lot of us, because my hand is raised, I'm telling you, when you sitting up under false teachers, charlatans, wolves and sheep's clothing, oh, you will get your ear tickled. Yep, you will heap upon yourself like-minded teachers that tell you, in essence, you can stay stuck in your sins because they are stuck in their sins and still get to go to heaven. That is what easy grace, easy believism in Jesus is all about. Teaching you, because I don't care what they say, that you can take God's grace as a license to sin because according to them, so they say that you cannot out God's wonderful grace. Listen, God's, God's grace is abounding and it will always abound over sin. As much as sin abounds, grace much more abounds. So do we take that as a license to sin because it abounds more than, um, that his grace abounds more than sin? Paul says, absolutely not. No, listen, we are not idiots. We get it. Just because we have God's grace, that don't mean, okay, well, you know what? Well, since I'm going to go to heaven anyway, then I can live any way I want to. You are deceived and you are being foolish. So, Getting back to this list, number four, of what you can expect when you don't have Christ in your life, when you don't follow him, when you slap away the father's hand and tell him he can keep his redemption plan, he can keep his salvation, and he can keep the cross to himself. Okay. Well, let me just step out of the way because I don't want to get struck by that lightning bolt that's coming your way, Mr. and Mrs. Rebellion. Listen, number four, lack of rest. Yeah, lack of rest for you who, 
who believe that you can walk by the torches of your own light. Listen, and just for the record, okay, because people think they are so smart and so educated and so highly enlightened. Listen, on your best day, you can never be smart as God. Listen, God's wisdom will always trump man's puffed up knowledge. Rest assured. Number four, lack of rest. Matthew 11 verse 28 says, Jesus says, come unto me. Come unto me, all you that are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Amen. Because folks, accepting God as your Lord and Savior, you rest from all things that torture all unbelievers. Absolutely. Look, you are free from worry, um, worry, anxiety, sin, hopelessness, despair. You are free from all of that. All the while, yeah, there may be fires going on in your life that needs to be put out. But guess what? We count them as joy. What does James 1 tells us? To count it all joy. You want to know why? When Thank you, Holy Spirit. Right. You want to know why? When trials and tribulations come into your life, you should and must count it as joy. It gives us another opportunity to exercise our faith that produces fruit of patience, love, peace, joy, kindness, self-control. It gives us another opportunity to produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Don't look at trials and tribulations as the devil is just messing with me today. Because folks, listen, truth be told, a lot of the stuff that's going on in your life is called chastening. Because you ain't listening to God. You ain't following his commandments. You're not heeding to what Jesus told us in John 8, 11, Like he told the woman to go, comma, and sin no more. So if you are not going, comma, comma, and sinning not. Yeah, stuff is going to show up in your life. Because sin causes problems. Amen. So <laughs> if you think that participating in those things that God says for us not to, and you think you will have peace, uh-uh. Nope. So a lot of the things are coming your way is because God is disciplining you. You don't have to go around rebuking the devil, pleading the blood of Jesus, all of which is 
unscriptural and is not in the Bible for us to do. So all of those prophets and prophetess and and fake pastors need needs to stop teaching that false doctrine. Every time something happens, the car breaks down, you don't have no money, you sick, and the first thing we want to chant, because that's all what it is, is chanting. I plead the blood of Jesus. I rebuke you, Satan. Listen, God never gave us the authorization to rebuke Satan. That is for the Lord to do. I did a teaching on that, I think, what, last year sometime about how it, it is not scriptural for us to plead that precious blood. No, we are to be washed in it. Amen. Enough said. So listen, right. Because of lack of rest, you will be unfruitful in everything that you do because you have no peace, you have no hope, and you are miserable. Listen, Psalms 121 verse 7 says, The Lord, the Lord will keep you from all harm. So if you are not in Christ, you're not following God's holy commands. Well, guess what? Harm will come your way because, what is it? James, I want to say James 4, right? That tells us, that exhort us to submit yourself to God resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's how you back the devil off of you by submitting to God, living holy, living righteous, being consecrated unto him for his purpose, being about the father's business. If you are about the father's business, you are loving him with everything within you and you are not going to willfully sin against holy God. You ain't doing it. Why? Because you have been, you have, you are consecrating yourself to God, allowing yourself to be set apart. So if you have been set apart, and you love God, and you no longer want to displease him, you you no longer want to grieve his Holy Spirit, no longer do you want to make life of the, the suffering, don't get me started on that, the suffering of Christ Jesus dying, that horrific, brutal, violent, bloody, shameful death, on that Roman cross for you. Nope. You ain't doing it. You are submitting. You are surrendering. You are saying. Lord you got this. You right. I'm wrong. I'm listening to you. So whatever you say. I'm going to now do that. Because when I was walking by the torches. Of my own light. I was a haughty mess. Not to mention on my way to a burning hell. No, folks, listen, we live as if we have been pulled from death unto life. We live lives, lives 
of gratitude to the Father for his kindness and his mercy. Because truth be told, he didn't have to do anything. Oh, absolutely not. Listen, God says his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than I and than our thoughts. We are not greater than our master. What makes you think that we don't have to suffer and be persecuted because we are striving to live holy and we are striving to teach on holy living. Yeah, you're going to be persecuted. Yeah, you're going to be mocked. But so what? Because at the end of the day, Hebrews 9.27. Hebrews 9.27. It is appointed unto men once to die. But after that, the judgment. So whatever mortal men have to say about how you are living. And they are living in direct in direct contradiction to the holiness of God's word. Okay, listen, we all got to stand before Christ. Let it be before the Bema seat. Let it be that on judgment day, we hear, well done, my good and faithful servant, enter into my father's kingdom that has been on reserved as an inheritance for you from the foundation of the world. Listen, Jesus ain't playing. Amen. Number five. Okay. Life without the Holy Spirit and his gift. Because this is what you can expect when you are not following Jesus. John 14. John 14 verses 16 says, I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate to help you. Glory be to God. Listen, the Holy Spirit is our paracletus. He walks alongside of us, helping us to maintain this faith walk in Christ Jesus. That is why we must yield our will, will to his prompting. Amen. So, yep. Um. I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. Amen. Because folks, listen, fake and non-committed members of the church run after false prophets. Why? Because they want to buy the gift of the Holy Spirit with money through the false doctrine of tithing and sowing seed. Listen, the Bible tells us about, about people who think that they can buy the Holy Spirit. They would drop dead on the scene. Some went blind. Come on now, read, read the book of Acts. You got people in here trying to buy what Peter and Paul and who was it? Silas and Barnabas and them were doing by the power of the Holy Spirit. You had these sorcerers and these charlatans operating in the occult for for their signs and wonders. But when they saw the apostles doing what they was doing. The miracles. Raising people from the dead. Oh they wanted a piece of, of, the, of the quote unquote action. Uh huh. And they thought that they can buy it. What? 
yeah, Peter Peter gave one of them the, the royal business. I think what struck the man blind or killed or or the power of God killed him right on the scene. Read read the book of Acts. I'm paraphrasing, but read them. I'm telling you, you can't buy this power. Oh, absolutely not. Listen, all faithful followers of Christ have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of them, which guides them and success, which guides them successfully in this hostile world. Folks, listen, you cannot be in this pagan Luciferian Illuminati Babylonian can't wait for their antichrist to come on the world scene. You can't be in this world without the Holy Spirit. Listen, this world is hostile. And I don't care what they say about peace. Because Jesus says, no, I leave you my peace. Not as the world have that fake phony peace. That ain't no peace at all. So, uh-uh, this world is hostile and we need the Holy Spirit because John tells us in his letters that all that is in this wicked world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. These things do not come from God. They come from Satan. So, to say the least, this world is hostile. And once you become a follower of Christ Jesus, they are going to hate you too. They hated Jesus. They still hate him. They still hate him. Yeah, they they talk about God all day long. The question is, which God? Because there are many false God. Because you know they ain't talking about the true and living God. God Almighty, they ain't talking about him because he talks about his son, Jesus. So, glory be to God. Yes, he talks about his son, Jesus. He sent his son to this world to save even them from their sins. But, alas, Satan has his children too. So, number six, bad end. Yep, these are the seven consequences from when we are not following Christ Jesus, thinking we can live this life on our own terms and how we got this. We know what we're doing. Okay, bad end. Deuteronomy 32 verse 29 says, if only. If only they were wise and would understand this and discern what their end will be. Amen. Listen, this verse, this verse describes the weak intelligence of people who reject Christ as those that do not have the insight to see where they are heading. They are blind, folks. The Bible tells us that Satan blinds the eyes of those who are perishing. And the sad part about it is that they don't even know that they are perishing. Remember, before we came to Christ, 
We thought that all we had to do was to get a job, get educated, get married, raise a family, retire, and then I guess what? Go to heaven because we are such good people. Uh-uh. We are we were as they are blind to the fact that they are on their way to a burning hell and if you tell them this stark reality of their human condition they will shut you down they will curse you out they will tell you stop preaching this to me I'm a good person so you mean tell me that if we don't bow down to God and kiss his ring so what he's gonna throw me in hell well then he's a bully see they don't understand the state that they are in they are blind to the fact that they are on the way to a burning hell listen any wise man will think about how his last day on earth will be because the new testament the old testament tells us that life is but a vapor and that we should think on those things because we ain't going to live forever we have to surmise in our thinking that one day we are not going to be here and then what don't you want to have peace with holy god so that when he calls you out of that bodysuit you won't lift your eyes up in the flames of torment. Now, last but not least, number seven, after death. Think about this. Your best friend, your big house, all the gold and the money, cars that you have labored for all of the days of your life, will not enter the grave with you. Listen, you need salvation right now. I implore every person who has not surrendered their life to Christ, come to Christ Jesus today. Don't harden your hearts any longer. Don't be stiff-necked. Don't ignore righteous, holiness, teaching, and preaching. We are doing this because we love you. And we don't want to see anyone go to a burning hell. But for the fact you may not believe that, doesn't make it not so. There is a literal place called hell. And there is a literal place called heaven. The place of hell is for the unrighteous, the rebellious, wicked person who reject God and reject his son who was sent to this world to die for your sins so that you don't face the penalty of God's wrath. And through Jesus shed blood on the cross, you can have your past sins wiped away. You can actually start afresh and anew through the new birth. 
You can have God's Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, guiding you, teaching you how to now live holy because we spend our whole lives in unrighteousness, mustering up all the energy it took to to participate in willful, nasty, lustful sin. That same energy that we put into the works of unrighteousness, keep that same energy and put it in righteous, holy living. Because at the end of the day, when we sow to the spirit from the spirit, we shall reap eternal life. Folks, we ain't safe yet until Jesus comes back. That is why we must walk in holiness until then. So for the lost, I implore you today, come. Come to Christ Jesus. Don't let the door to the ark close on you. And then it will be too late because once you die, it is too late. There is no hope in hell. There, Yeah, people are repenting. I'm quite sure every day in hell, but to no avail. While you are alive, God is giving you the grace to repent. Turn from your wickedness. Turn from your sinful living. And turn back to God. You want to know why? My friend. John 3. John 3 verse 36. And he that believe it not. The son. Shall not see life. But the wrath of God abided by him. Folks. This is what the end holds for. The one who thinks God is playing. And this is for the sinner and the so-called saint. He ain't playing. He ain't playing with none of us. None of us. None of us will make it out of here if we don't endure until the end. Forsake sin. Hate it. Hate it. Don't justify it. Don't make excuses for it. Stay out of it. No, Jesus don't want you to be happy. He wants you to repent. Because he says otherwise. Likewise, you too shall perish. Yeah, we can all get it. In closing... I believe I've said enough. So I implore you today to turn towards God and avoid all those seven consequences. I pray that our Heavenly Father helps and uphold us. Amen. So I'm going to leave y'all with this scripture. That sums it all up in a nutshell for today. Because Lord willing, I'll be back. Okay. Matthew 19. Starting at verse 16. Here we go. Because at the end of the day, this is, is what truly matters. 
Just then, a man came up to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, There is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. Which ones? The man asked. Jesus answered, Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. Verse 20. All these things I have kept, said the young man. What do I still lack? Jesus told him, If you want to be perfect, go. Sell your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away in sorrow. Why? Because he had great wealth. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Truly, I tell you, it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Amen. You want to know why it's so hard? Because that man, that rich young ruler, he was still attached to this pagan world and he had a lot of stuff a lot of earthly material wealth that he did not want to give up Jesus says to give up the world and come follow me because when you come and follow me you will have the kingdom of God he will give you eternal life you will have a new glorified body that is meant and, and prepared to live for all of eternity. There will be no more dying. There will be no more crying. There will be no more sorrow, pain, and grief. Only, only if you follow Jesus. Deny yourself. Deny all those tortures in your life. Deny all of that self, um, that, that selfish worldly ambitions all of that Jesus said I believe what Luke 14 you can't love no one more than you love him and he is not saying to li literally hate your family family no he's saying don't put no one above him because he's the he's the only one who died for your sins mama didn't do it daddy didn't do it wife hubby them kids your friends, your other family members, no one died for your sins. Of course, he gets the preeminence. Of course, he reigns supreme. Of course. Of course. It should never have ever been a question. Jesus shouldn't even have to say this. But he said it for a reason. Glory be to God, Father, in the name of Christ Jesus, we love you.
Thank you. Thank you for your mercy. We praise you for your loving kindness and tender mercies upon your people, Father. Oh, thank you for grace. Thank you for strength that you give us each and every day to walk out our lives in repentance. Father, we consider ourselves dead men walking. Colossians tells us to consider ourselves dead to sin. That's the mindset. That's the mindset, Father, that sin no longer has control. Yeah, there's still sin in this world. Yeah, we can still be tempted because we are still living in this flesh body. But guess what, Father? We don't have to give in to it. We can actually tell the flesh to shut up, lay down, and stay down. Because our mindset is that we have been crucified. We've been crucified with Christ and we no longer live. Christ lives on the inside of us. Therefore, as we are living in this body, we live it by faith in Christ Jesus, your son, who laid down his life for us. He loved us. So, Father, have mercy. Thank you for your patience for the lost because we were all there. We were out in this world just as lost and blind as can be, not realizing, not even knowing that we were enemies of you, that we were on our way to a burning hell and we thinking we live in the good life. We making all kinds of plans for our lives, retirements, vacations, marriages, having kids, getting jobs, getting houses and cars and lands and clothes and jewelry and money, being entertained by this worldly world. And we thinking, oh, well, we got a pretty good, yeah, some things could be better. But for the most part, I got a roof over my head. I got food in the, in the kitchen. I got clothes on my back. I got a great spouse. I got some good kids. I got a decent job. I got a, I got a little bit of money in the bank. Want more, but I got enough. All the while. Dead men walking in their sins. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for thank you for your teachings. Thank you for grace. Thank you for patience. Oh Father, we need you now more than ever before. Give us give us boldness, Father. Give us the tenacity and the wherewithal to continue to preach your gospel that you have made a way for man to be reconciled back to you and no longer is your wrath upon them. There's good news. It is awesome good news. So, Father, I thank you. And I praise you and I give you all the adoration and 
exhortation. Of course you deserve it. Of course. It's, it's so without question at this point. Thank you. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. All right, folks. So there we go. That's that's just it for today. That we cannot be walking around in this hostile world without Christ, without the Father, and without his Holy Spirit. Because otherwise, we ain't going to make it. Amen. Amen. All right, folks. Another one in the can. Repent and believe in Christ Jesus. Believe is not just having a mental assent that a good man named Jesus died on the cross for the sins of the people. No, believing on him as your Lord. He has the final say in your life. And whatever he tells us to do, we do it. And the fact that he's our savior. He saved us from God's wrath. Y'all got to understand, God ain't playing. Because the end game, the end results of the unrepentant sinner is tormenting in the lake of fire for all of eternity there will be no relief there is no breaks because if you thought hell is bad enough oh you're going to be in store for some real pain the second death we must rely on jesus we must trust in him listen to him Obey him, believing in the fact that he is our savior. He's the one that we follow. He's the voice that we hear and we follow him. The real Christ Jesus that tells you to repent of your sins. Otherwise, you too shall likewise perish. Look, he said, hold on. I, I, I want to give you all right. Luke 13, 3, no, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. The real Jesus says in Mark 1, 15, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Amen. So if any pastor, preacher, bishop, whatever else title they want to heap upon themselves because those quote unquote titles are functions of administrations. But that's another lesson and rant for another day. If they are not telling you that Jesus wants you to repent and turn from your sins, otherwise you are going to a burning hell, they are preaching you a false Jesus. Their fake Jesus tells you that you can drink, eat, and be merry, that you can stay in your sins because no man can pluck you out of his hand. Not telling you that you can jump out of his hand and forfeit your salvation. You want to know 
why and how that is true, Second Peter two tells us about how you can jump out of Jesus' hand, go back out into that world, get entangled all over again. Study Second Peter two verses twenty to twenty two. It talks about that you can fall away, that how. It will be better if you had not even known the way to righteousness than for you to go back out there in the world and get tangled, tangled up and enslaved, enslaved back in bondage all over again. It, it goes on to say how you are, you will be worse off than before. Yeah, we can't be going back to the vomit after God has rescued you from the kingdom of darkness and transferred you to the kingdom of his son and then for us to go back out there in the world and get enslaved that's the part that's getting me right now to be enslaved you are once again a slave monkey to the devil really really mm, no no, and this is how you have to talk to yourself. You have to you have to talk to yourself like, yo, no, I'm not doing that. For what? It served me of no benefit, Paul asked. What benefit did you get when you was in the big time fun called sin? None. No benefit. Because spiritually, what, what we didn't see was that we were heading towards hell's fire. Yeah, so there we go. Y'all, don't get me to preaching again. I'm, I'm trying to end the podcast. It's not my fault the Holy Spirit has his closing remarks. Amen. So, Lord willing, until next time, repent I'm going to do it again. Repent and believe. Stop sinning. Because it's not funny. Stop sinning and turn back to God. 1 Corinthians 15, 33 to 34 says, Bad company corrupts good morals. Come to your senses as you ought and stop sinning. Amen. Amen. Lord willing. Until next time, I shall be speaking to you all soon. Bye for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.